Good evening, music fans. Here we are at Philharmonic Hall in New York Mills, Minnesota. It's a beautiful night for a concert. There's not a cloud in the ceiling. And there's quite a crowd out here. Uh, about how many do you think there are, Bob? Oh, I don't know, Pete. Well, neither do I, but it's quite a crowd. And I think they're looking forward to hearing the New York Mills Philharmonic playing against the Danish conductor Heilige Dankesan. And here he comes now, ascending the podium, and the players are all lined up and ready to begin the first inning of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 5 in C minor. And they're off with a four-note theme. This is very exciting. The beginning of a symphony is always very exciting, folks. I don't know whether it's slow or fast yet because it keeps stopping. It doesn't seem to be able to get off the ground yet. And it looks like, yes, it looks like we're coming up to a cadence here, folks. Uh, the violins didn't cut off there. A little trouble with the violins. They weren't watching. And there's that four-note theme again, folks. And another stop. Just can't seem to get this piece off the ground. Now it seems to be rolling a little bit. Seems to be building up. Tell me, Bob, do you think you'd call that four-note idea a theme or a motif? Well, the uh, technical term would be motif. He uses to build a theme. I see. Thanks for setting me straight about that, Bob. Well, we're heading into the second beam section here, and we can expect a little modulation down there. Wow, did you hear that, Bob? Somebody down there in the horn section really flubbed that note. That was one of the worst fumbles I think I've ever witnessed in all my days. I think it was number one, wasn't it, Bob? Yes, it was, Pete. That was uh, Bobby Cornwell in the first chair, and that's the third major flub he's made this season, giving him a solo average for the season of approximately .247355, which is pretty darn low for a first chair man. You think there's some chance he might be sold to another orchestra? Well, it's hard to say, Pete. Uh, Cornwell's very good in the long solos, things like the uh, rock mining off my concerto. So I think if he pulls himself together a bit, uh, they'll probably keep him around. Although I suppose he might well, I think it's development him. time down there now, Bob. Uh, let's see what's going to happen. The horns are starting it off. Uh, they seem to be in pretty good shape now, and I get the feeling that we're probably going to be hearing a lot of that four-note motif, don't you, Bob? Yes, I do, Pete. So do I, Bob. Well, they obviously are stuck with that four-note motif and are uh, going to be fooling around with it for quite a while. You notice it's pretty hot in here, Bob? Yes, I do, Pete. Yeah, I think the uh, air conditioning has gone off, which is one of the things... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something going on down there on the stage, folks. There's something happening down there. It's really building up tension. The crowd is getting very excited. The brasses have come in and the timpani and everybody, and it's extremely exciting. I think we're building up to a fugue. No, the basses are not picking up the beat, folks. It is not a fugue. The violins tried to make it one, but the basses are not following up. No, instead of a fugue, folks, he seems to be breaking it up into little pieces. Just two notes left of that theme now being thrown around from player to player. And it's getting softer and softer down there, folks. I think they're losing steam. They seem to be running out of steam. And it's just getting a little bit lethargic down there, if you want to know the truth. It's gotten down to one note now. And things are... Wait a minute! The brasses have come in and tried to pep things up. A welcome relief. But I'm afraid to no avail. Things are still pretty somber. Wait a minute. They hear they come again. They're really determined. It sounds very familiar. And I think we've reached the recap, Bob, don't you? There's no doubt about it, Pete. Your average Beethoven symphony usually has a recap right after the uh, second quarter. And this one is falling right in the line. Well, let's see if those violins can cut off with the rest of the orchestra and the cadence is coming up. Wait a minute. This time it's the oboe holding the note too long. Wait, he's... He's playing a cadenza! 
He must be out of his mind. He thinks it's an oboe concerto. The conductor's standing down there and he doesn't know what to do. Have you ever heard anything like that, Bob? Uh, certainly haven't, Pete. I think it was a disgraceful display of lack of teamsmanship. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Highwood's name wasn't on the roster next season, although I must say that the fans really seem to go for these uh, outbursts of temperament. Well, I always say, Bob, professional music teams wouldn't exist without the spectators. Anyway, we're in the home stretch here with the second theme coming up, and we should be in C minor right up to the double bar. Wait a minute. That's really something, Bob. The piece is billed as being in C minor, and yet it looks like it's going to end in C major. It's really something, Pete. Well, I think it's something that the Composers Commission ought to look into, and I suspect that they will as soon as this uh, gets out. But it looks like it's going to be an ending anyway. Things are building up a little there. The violins have really gotten a hold of the things. They're really beginning to roll. And now he's adding all the woodwinds there. He's thrown in all his brass and the timpani. And it's tuning all the way, folks. He's got a great piece on his hands here. And he looks like he's really coming into the home stretch. Well, I guess that about wraps it up, eh, Bob? Yeah, Pete, it's kind of good. I think he can really have something to be proud of himself here. Wait a minute! The brass are taking the theme! They're not letting it stop! They're taking the theme and running ahead! This piece is definitely going to go into overtime. I can see that. The crowd is going wild. They're standing up on their feet. They're jumping. They're stomping. They're yelling. And let me tell you that now on that stage, the players are doing a better running around themselves. Nobody, nobody knows where the theme is. The audience, not the players, nobody knows where that theme is. Everybody is running around. And believe me, it's very exciting. This is the kind of thing that only happens once in ten years, folks. They've got a new theme going on down there. I can't believe it. Bob, you know where this new theme comes from? Well, Pete, it probably comes from... Uh, no, I don't, Pete. Well, they're tossing it around now. Uh, the woodwinds have it, and then the strings have it. Nobody seems to be able to keep his hands on that theme. It's getting tossed around from player to player, from section to section. And believe me, folks, the audience is just as confused as the players is about who is going to have that theme finally. Wait a minute. The strings have got a hold of it. The strings have got a hold of that theme, and they are not going to let go. What's this? I can't believe my ears. It sounds as if it's another recap. It sounds as if he's going right back to the beginning. If this is true, it's the first time it's happened in ten years of concert casting. Wait, wait a minute. Those sound like final chords, though. This may be... That may be it, folks. I'm looking down at the referee. Yes, yes, that is it. That is the end of the piece. The players are taking off their helmets, and the conductor has turned around and is acknowledging the cheers of the crowd. Well, it was quite a symphony, wasn't it, Bob? It was quite a symphony, Pete, and I think the fans uh, feel that they got their money for it. So do I, Bob. And I don't think there's any doubt about who won this contest, either. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the critics slap a stiff penalty on some of the players, particularly Bobby Corno. Neither would I, Pete, and of course, this was a very important victory for uh, Haile Gadankazong, since it puts him right up there at the top of the conductor's league. That's right, Bob. That means that he'll be up against the Fargo-Moorhead Symphony in the World 12-Tone Series next month. And uh, let's see, they not only lead the orchestral league, but I think they're unbeaten this season, aren't they, Bob? You said it, Pete, and if uh, Donkazan can win four concerts off them, he'll be the first conductor to earn the pennant since uh, Toscanini. Well, that's quite a challenge, Bob. Now I think I'd better be heading down to the locker rooms to have a chat with Donkazan himself. Well, Pete, I think he was supposed to be doing a baton commercial after the concert, but uh, why didn't you give it a try? I'll do that, Bob. So for now, this is Pete Chickley. And, uh... Bob Dennis, signing off for the wonderful wide world of notes. This is the greatest and best song in the world. 
tribute. Long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here, we was hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. All of a sudden, there shined a shiny demon in the middle of the road. And he said, play the best song in the world or I'll eat your soul. Well, me and Kyle, we looked at each other and we each said, okay. And we played the first thing that came to our heads just so happened to be
guess I'll just have to show you exactly where you are wrong. Why aren't you hearing the cheese? Why aren't you feeling the hell? If you don't listen, you'll miss it. You don't understand. I will explain it all once. I can explain it all twice. Then you play it in your brain until you're taking a bite. The good in the damn because it doesn't have a beaver. It's not the DMV because it doesn't make you wait. It couldn't be a taco because it isn't very crunchy. Stole this cup.
it, to do it, to do it, to do it, to do it right, child. This song is just six words long. This song is just six words long. Six words.
song ideas that we never used and find a winner. Hell yeah! Yo, what about a song where Eggman cooks eggs that are poisoned and designed to paralyze Sonic's legs? Or a rap about butts called Ass, Ass, and Cream? A Final Fantasy 50, the really, really Final Fantasy. A Smash game where no one fights cause they're all too busy clapping. Silent Hill's a game about a hill where nothing happens. Or the new Chokemon game that's now sweeping the nation of that Squirtle trying auto-erotic asphyxiation, baby. What about that like where you're on Yoshi's back No, you suggest this every album Hey, just give me a sack And you're falling in a pit And you have to jump away And Yoshi Falls and dies It's really funny, okay? This is usually hard where I sing the curve Delivers a line that reminds us of the joke And I'll respond with 
out of the TV like an acrobat It ends up in the real world where he's fucked by a house cat A bathroom where the toilet is a portal instead With another on the ceiling so you poop on your head An MMO where you're a prostitute, world of Warcraft How about Kingdom Hearts? Pause for laugh? Man goes through the TSA if you can guess the rest Or how about if Kirby eats his foes and actually digests Grand Theft Auto butcher in a never-ending traffic jam Sonic Boom, where's the joke? That is the joke, oh damn! This is where the song comes out you Just mountains, music, songs 
worm. It's all I hear. It doesn't wiggle and it doesn't beat. It just plays this dumb song on repeat. Can someone please explain to me why this stupid song won't leave? Why is my brain playing the same annoying song again and again? Ooh, there's an earworm in my ear. There's an earworm. It's all I hear. It doesn't wiggle and it doesn't beat. It just plays this dumb song on repeat. Can someone please explain to me why this stupid song won't leave? That song is a driving me crazy. I gotta hear it again. First time I heard it, I was with some friends. It's a simple little song you can sing along with an old time melody. So would you play that crazy little song again for me? Well, that song is a driving me crazy. I gotta hear it again. First time I heard it, I was with some friends. It's a simple little song you can sing along with an old time melody. So would you play that crazy little song again for me? I love that part about break my heart and baby please come home. And I love that line about hurting my mind and my beer ain't got no foam. That song is driving me crazy. I gotta hear it again. The first time I heard it, I was with some friends. It's a simple little song you can sing along with an old-time melody. So would you play that crazy little song again for me? Sing high and I'll sing low and everybody sing along. But everybody quit while I get my kick to sing and bring that boogie home. Mm, that song is driving me crazy. I gotta hear it again. First time I heard it, I was with some friends. It's a simple little song you can sing along with an old time melody. So would you play that crazy little song again for me? Okay, gang. Well, that song is driving me crazy. I gotta hear it again. First time I heard it, I was a friend. It's a simple song you can sing along with an old-time melody. So would you play that crazy little song again for me?
good evening. Once again, it's Friday night. Time for another episode of The Bit Slap. I'm KBC, and tonight we're singing about songs, because there's a song that needs to be sung, and somebody's got to sing it. And then when they do, it becomes a song. At least that's the way it seems to me. I don't know. I do this a lot, so I know. Um, anyway, we heard from uh, PDQ Bach up top, uh, Beethoven's Fifth, the concert cast, play-by-play. Play. Uh, Tenacious D, Jack White and Brother Kurt, and that was Tribute, the greatest song in the world. Psycho Stick after that. It's not a song, it's a sandwich, and if you think about it, it is. You know, you got a layer of this, layer of that, you know. Uh, let's see, The Who, new song. No uh, explanation needed. Six words long for Weird Al. Weird Al always shows up here. Him and him and uh, Haywood Banks, I swear, have everything. Have songs about everything. Haywood's not with us tonight. He's uh, busy somewhere else. All right. <clears throat> Number one radio single was Psycho Stick. Sick of that song from Soul Asylum, Star Bomb. Are they a real band? Uh, were they a band? I mean, I think it was called This Song Sucks, and it really does. And I, they, I don't know. I never heard of them before, and I hope they're not real. Um, and if they are real, I hope that was their last song. So anyway, import hit from Japan was Takio Ishii. Remember him from last week, the yodeling guy? I know, lots of therapy, but too bad. Uh, anyway, that song is driving me crazy from Tom T. Hall. And uh, yeah, we got a couple of earworms for you tonight, too, because uh, I'll tell you how to get rid of them in the next break. But uh, they are a serious part of uh, America's musical heritage. So uh, don't don't disparage them too much, but I will tell you how to get rid of them. Meanwhile, let's get back to work. Thank you. 
night I attended a concert with a friend of mine. Ah, yes, it gave me a pain. My friend asked me why I didn't enjoy the concert, and I had to explain. When I first saw the light of the day, I could hear my father play. He played a song on his light trombone, and he always played it this way. He tried to teach me how, but it sounded like our cow. Instead of pushing a slide for a moon, I should have been pushing a plow. But he made me practice for hours and hours and weeks and months and years. Beethoven, Chopin, Brahms and Strauss were enough to drive anyone out of our house. Oh, I know they're great. They're greater than great. But how much meat can you put on a plate? I don't want to complain. But when I hear a musical strain, I just have to shout. Oh, I hate music. I can't stand chords in G. I'd rather hear coyote howl out on the lone prairie. Oh, I hate music, especially when it's played. Now listen closely and you shall hear why musicians should never get paid. Doesn't that sound silly? Well, you see what I mean when I say, Oh, I hate music. I just can't stand that refrain. That melody is nearly driving me insane. I think I'll go right home and practice again. Howdy. My name is Country Music. And I've been around a while. I've been criticized and eulogized. I've been in and out of style I've been through revolutions And I've been through wars and fads I've been through feast and famine And I've been through good and bad They used to call me western And sometimes I was folk For a long time I was hillbilly And some considered me a joke My name is country music Though I've been known by many names No matter what they call me I'll always be the same My name is country music and friend, I'm growing up Like an old dog, I've been faithful Ever since I was a pup I'm vintage wine or old moonshine Whatever fills your cup My name is country music, friend And I'm still growing up I used to be a guitar And a French harp in the hills I was just a part of living then I never paid no bills But then I started growing And spreading wide and far With violins and mandolins The old dobro guitar 
Singing loud and picking hard across the countryside The years went by and then one day I became electrified Microphones and amplifiers and crying steel guitars In colleges and concert halls and honky-tonks and bars My name is country music and friend I wear it proud Put me through my paces, play me strong and sing me loud Although I've been through changes, I'm basically the same I'm still here and I'm still growing, country music is my name I've been shunned and I've been honored and I've been up and I've been down I've been put away to pasture and I've been brought back into town I'm cheating songs and happy songs and lullabies and blues I'll be there when you need me, cause I'm a part of you My name is country music and friend I'm growing up Like an old dog I've been faithful ever since I was a pup I'm vintage wine or old moonshine, whatever fills your cup My name is country music friend and I'm still growing up My name is country music and friend I wear it proud Put me through my paces, play me strong and sing me loud Although I've been through changes, I'm basically the same I'm still here and I'm still growing, country music is my name Howdy friend, my name is country music And I'm here to stay I was sitting on a bar stool in a barbecue joint in Tennessee when this old boy walked in and he sat right down next to me. I could tell he'd been through some hard times. There were tear stains on his old shirt. Then he said, you want to know what you get When you play a country song backwards You get your house back, you get your dog back You get your best friend Jack back You get your truck back, you get your hair back You get your first and second wives back Your front porch swing, your pretty little thing Your bling, bling, bling and a diamond ring You get your barn and the barn and the boat and the Harley First night in jail with Charlie Sounds a little crazy A little scattered and absurd But that's what you get When you play a country song backwards Well, I never heard it said quite like that It hit me in the face Cause that's where I'm at I almost fell flat out on the floor He said, wait a minute That's not all There's even more You get your mind back Your nerves back Your first heart attack back You get your pride back You get your life back You get your first real love back You get your big screen TV DVD and a washing machine You get the pond and the lawn And the bell and the mower You go back where you don't know It sounds a little crazy A little scattered and absurd But that's what you get When you play a country song backwards Oh, play that song Change this. C R A P. 
Kentucky. You get your house back, you get your dog back, you get your best friend Jack back, you get your truck back, you get your hair back, you get your first and second wife back. You front porch swing, you pretty little thing, you bring a ring, ring, and a diamond ring. You get the farm and the barn and the boat and the Harley. First night in jail with us all. You get your mind back, you get your nerves back, your first heart attack back, you get your pride back, you get your life back, you get your first real love back. It's a big screen TV, DVD, and a washing machine. You get the phone and the lawn and the bell and the mower. You go back where you don't know her. It sounds a little crazy, a little scattered and absurd. But that's what you get when you play a country song back. Why is my brain playing the same annoying song again and again? Ooh, there's an ear. 
earworm. In my ear, there's an earworm. It's all I hear. It doesn't wiggle and it doesn't beep. It just plays this dumb song on repeat. Can someone please explain to me why this stupid song won't be? I was going to tell you this because I said I would, and I, I was thinking uh, um, this song I'm going to try to play for you. If I can remember, it's got a lot of words in it, but it, uh, it's kind of a new song. But it was semi-inspired by the song I just played. But it was more. Have you ever heard a song called "If Tomorrow Never Come" by uh, Garth Brooks singing? Will she know how much I love her? Sensitive uh, piece, right? Okay, so this song I'm going to try to play for you is uh, inspired by the opportunity that I had to meet the guy that came up with that song, If Tomorrow Never Comes. Well, one of the five or six guys, but one of the guys that came up with this song, I had a chance to meet him, and it inspired the song I'm going to play for you now. But before I can make that make sense, i got to back up to the song I just played, B-E-E-R-U-N, Bira. And I admit that it's not, say, as sensitive of a piece as if tomorrow never comes, but it has a spirit of its own. Now, I'm sitting watching the Mets play the Giants in the middle of the afternoon, got that baseball package, and my manager calls me up and he says, uh, hey, you know that song of yours, Beer Run? I said, yeah. And he said, well, there's another song almost exactly like it on the radio. And it's uh, George Jones and Garth Brooks. And it's not your version, though. It's like these six other guys. I said, oh, man. you know. And he said, well, what do you want me to do? And swear to you, as God is my witness, you know what my thought was? I don't have to come into town for this, do I, man? <laughs> Because I don't give a shit. I swear to you. I got that baseball package. What do I want after that? So, my manager says, oh, you're easy to work with. And I go back to my game, and everything goes on as planned. Then he calls me back like a month later. It's still summer, and he says, bad news. Now, the guys that came up with Beer Run are calling us and saying, you took it from them. And I still just, I didn't, I was like, good, I got 11 other songs on the record. I don't give a shit. I just don't want to have to go to Music Row or argue with people or get to this point where making up songs becomes something that you do uh, in town. And so I just wanted that out of my life. So watch what happens. Now, my manager calls me and he says, I went into town, I went in and I talked, we all met. Turns out nobody took nothing from nobody. That's what I was hoping happened. We could all go on with our lives. Then, I'm at home and living in Nashville. They're going to induct Tom Teagle. We have In Nashville, we induct somebody into something like twice a week. And they're doing Tom T. Hall. Has, there's something he's not in. They're going to bring him in. They called me. I was honored to be called. I got to sing one of his songs. It was uh, exciting, actually, to do at the Opry or something. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm serious, I can't remember if it was at the Opry or the Hall of Fame. Ah, it was one of them things that's supposed to be a big deal. Then, afterwards, I'm in the dressing room. This really happened. Afterwards, I'm with the free, there's free carrots and celery and drinks and towels. In the dressing room, always, almost always, right? And so I'm standing back there with this stuff. And, my, and we, my, there's a guy across the room, and my buddy says, you see that guy? I said, yeah. And he says, you know that song, If Tomorrow Never Comes. I said, yeah, I love that song. He said, that guy wrote it. You know? I said, oh, God, that's cool. I love that song. Let's go, uh, let's go hustle him. So we go over there. 
and we have our free drink, and I remember I held my drink out, and I sang, and I sang, I went, if tomorrow never comes, and he smiled, and I said, I love that song. And he said, oh, thanks. And I said, I'm Todd Snyder. And he went, oh, I know who you are. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I had a lot of trouble with you last summer. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know that beer run? And I said, yeah. He said, I wrote it too. I told you I would tie this shit together. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my God, you know, I thought, man, you took it from me. So I said to this guy, man, you took it from me. <laughs> and he says, not technically. Right? And I thought, no, what? I thought I didn't see that coming. And I said, what do you mean? And he went on to explain, there's a certain amount of notes you could take, there's a certain amount of lyrics you could take in a row without taking too many in a row. And I thought, oh, this guy's a genius, man. <laughs> this is who should be managing me. <laughs> but the good, the good news was, as he was walking away from me, I got this idea for a song that I made up by myself. <laughs> It's called If Tomorrow Never Comes. If tomorrow never comes, I don't give a damn. If tomorrow never comes, I don't want to be afraid to meet my maker just the way I am. You can't prove anything, but one thing is true. If you can steal from me, I can steal from you. Any kind of heaven, everybody doesn't get in won't seem like a heaven to me. Will they tell you that the Garden of Eden was perfect, but you couldn't even eat off the apple tree? And for heaven's sakes, you had to watch that snake lying to your woman constantly. Adam must have scratched his head, looked up and said, Lord, eh, this isn't doing it for me if tomorrow never comes. I don't give a damn. If tomorrow never comes, I don't want to be afraid to me make it just the way I am. I can't do anything I'm dying to. If tomorrow never comes tonight, we'll have to do. I say, I don't ever claim to know what's going on around here. I don't even know where I'm from. I know where I'm going when I get to where I'm going, what I'm doing when I get done. They tell me I'm forgiven if I ask to be. I say permission not to come that easily. I'm piling cores up underneath this apple tree. I'm singing, oh, Lord, have mercy on me if tomorrow never comes. And tonight is all I got. Hey, if tomorrow never comes, I don't want to be afraid to come and meet you just the way that I'm not. You can't do anything and then you die. Judge the judgmental and what am I? Judge the judgmental and what am I? Either way, I'm every guy I have ever tried not to be. I want everything as good as it gets. I've learned nothing but that there's another sunrise coming all but one of the times it sets. And if tomorrow never comes, tomorrow never comes. If tomorrow never comes, Tomorrow never come. If we were all good people, we could work in perfect rhythm. If worms had daggers, birds wouldn't fuck with them. (laughs) 
The citrus growers of America commissioned us to write a folk song. We had to have the following ingredients. First, it had to be repetitious so that all the folks could understand it. Second, the subject had to be so well known that at least 10 or 12 people could identify with it. And last, there had to be nonsense words so the hip, intelligent people had something they thought only they could understand. In this world of strife and woe, 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 there's a golden thing I seek in this world of strife and woe. And this golden thing I seek is in this world of strife and woe. Got them. 
hope you like this song. I spent a lot of time on it. But oh, there's Eric. He's playing. I didn't really spend a lot of time on this, but this is the chorus. It's over now. I don't know. I have no idea on the timing of it or anything. And I, uh, boy, this is sort of an awkward moment here. I, uh, <laughs> uh I'm going to be honest. I have to pee. back and before i forget let me tell you how to get rid of an earworm they can be very persistent and distracting uh find the offending earworm uh you know if it's a song somewhere you can find it fine uh if it's a commercial or something you're fucked until they play it again all right but uh find it uh if you can and then play it again for yourself while you're doing something distracting uh jigsaw puzzle scrabble uh, you know uh, standoff i don't care whatever it is just get in there and do it and then um you'll it'll help you forget all right anyway uh for what it's worth we started out with it goes like this that funny melody from johnny johnson with bob treaser treaster i'm sorry treaster and his band from 1928 jerry colonna i hate music i think it sounded like he hated one specific song that's why i included it uh my name is Country Music from Rod Hart in 1978. Uh, I wonder whatever happened to him. He had a very short-lived career and very clever writer and stuff. I don't know. I'll, I will work on this, all right? Rascal Flats, backwards. No explanation necessary. Many more drugs from Jeff Palmer. How long did it take you to figure that one out? If Tomorrow Never Comes from Todd Snyder. I love Todd for his stories and his songs. Grapefruit. Alan and Greer. Alan and Greer were uh, Jake Holmes and his wife, Catherine. Um, look them up. That's all I get to. We're not going to start now. Okay. Uh, can you hear the song? Was Jeremy Spencer and the children. The children were the cult that Jeremy Spencer just wandered off to join one night uh, on a break from the band. And this is the result. Can you hear the song? I'm beginning to understand them. Was Hound Dogs from 1962. And if you can, you're in trouble, all right? Uh, Sorry No Words from Mad Disco, whatever year that was, 1977 or so. 
Uh, and then here's your freaking song from Bowling for Soup. Okay? Uh, that does it. I got a couple more for you. Uh, good luck with the earworms. I deal with them all the time. Trust me on this. Okay? Uh, see you next week. I got lots of stuff planned for you for October. You better, uh, you better be ready. I'm serious.
My first day in Nashville didn't seem like much of one. Drinking till I'd fall in a sleep out in the sun. Working on a song, I guess I'm still working on. It's called Where Will I Go Now That I'm Gone. When that idea first came to me, I was only 22. At 25, I'd realized it was all that I could do to make it to the end. But then again, I always knew if I never got it finished, I could die trying to. Last night I thought I had it right here in my hotel. Faded out the further asleep that I fell. When I woke up this morning, I was more than twice my age, and I had left myself this note here on another empty page. Where will I go now that I'm gone? They said maybe you've been chasing a song too long. It's turned into a song about the song you're working on. I mean, it's gone, man. Come on, let it go. But you know, giving up a dream is just like making one come true. It's easy to sit around talking about. It's harder to go out and do. But for this one last question, I would give up on this song. Where will I go now that I'm gone? Now that I'm gone. Now that I'm gone. Where will I go now that I'm Ear. It doesn't wiggle and it doesn't beat. It just plays his thumb song on repeat.